Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. This week, I want to talk about post-holiday decluttering. I decided to drop this episode earlier than normal because we only have a handful of days left in the new year and I wanted to provide you with some encouragement for that post-holiday declutter. Take advantage of the special time of year. A lot of you may not have to work or you may be able to utilize your children that are home on holiday break. Whatever the case may be, I am here to assist you as you calm the chaos of the holidays with a few simple tips. But before we get to those tips, I wanted to remind you, as always, I feel like a broken record, but I just can't stress how important it is to head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. This week's review is from Homeschool Minimizing Mama. She says, my favorite podcast. I love this podcast. It is by far my favorite. The ladies are fun to listen to. It makes me feel like I'm having coffee with a friend. I know during each episode I will receive encouragement and wisdom. The tips are practical and relatable. I walk away with motivation to go minimize or reorganize something in my life. Thank you. And I thank you for listening and for all the encouragement. And I love that people say it's like having coffee with a friend. That's definitely how I want to come across in this podcast. I want to be relatable. I want to be vulnerable when I'm sharing with some of the people that I interview and I never want to come across as a know-it-all or that I have this completely together and that I am the perfect minimalist because I am far from it but I am trying to strive for a more minimalist lifestyle and to live with less and I just hope that in some of the ways that I'm doing it I can encourage you to do so as well so I really appreciate that comment and I thank you for listening. Without further ado, I just want to dive on into the tips. This should be a quick and simple episode. Like I said, I just wanted to encourage you as we are at the end of 2019 and headed into 2020. I think these are just great places to start. And my first tip is to declutter the kitchen. Go into your kitchen. Open up your fridge. Do you have leftovers from Christmas? I think that it's time to toss anything that isn't going to be eaten or has exceeded its consumption date. Think about the wine. Do you have leftover wine? Most wine will only keep for about five to seven days as it begins to oxidize. So pour that down the drain. You're probably not going to be drinking it and it's only going to be taking up space that you need. I also think it's a great time to organize the pantry. So figure out what's expired and if there's food in there that you don't intend on eating, go ahead and donate or toss that as well. This is just a good time to clear out, get ready for Some of you I know have fitness goals or health goals. I know that I do personally. So this is just a good time to get this space organized and situated for the upcoming year. My next tip has to do with all of the extra boxes that might be laying around. So look in your living room. Do you have Christmas packages just lingering under the tree that need picked up? What about empty Amazon boxes in the basement? Just do a quick walkthrough and recycle or toss anything that needs to leave the space. I know for us, our recycling bin is completely filled to the brim with cardboard just from all of the packages we've been receiving. So if you don't need those for the future, just clear them out. The next thing that you might still have lying around might be some Christmas catalogs. I'd say just go ahead and pop those into the recycling bin. I personally don't want them hanging around because I don't want my children seeing things that they may have asked for that they didn't receive. It just somewhat cultivates an attitude of ungratefulness right after we've received so many things, and I can feel this way too. So just 
toss those in the trash can. There's no reason that those need to linger around. You'll get some next year. There's no point in holding on to those. My next tip would be as you clean up your holiday decor, immediately get rid of anything that has seen better days. I know for us, a few of our ornaments have been broken this year. Unfortunately, there are a couple that probably can't be fixed even with the strongest of glue. So we're just going to have to say goodbye to those and put the others back in the bin. So anything that has seen better days, it's time to toss. There is no point in storing these items for another 11 months if you just pull them out next year only to toss them then. I'd also encourage you to look through those holiday boxes and see if there's something that you can part with. What didn't you pull out this year and why? If you're only keeping the item for sentimental reasons, remember to ask yourself some of the following questions that we've discussed on past episodes. Pause and consider what emotion is tugging on you when you are looking at that item, holding that item. Is it a positive or negative reaction? Is it a weight or is it uplifting? And just make sure that the memories attached to the object are good ones and don't hold on to stuff out of obligation or guilt. Recognize that sentimentality is an emotion. The pull is so strong sometimes, but many times it's not even rational or helpful. So let go of anything that you are holding on out of obligation or guilt because it's just taking up space not only in your basement or wherever you store your objects, but it's taking up space in your mind that you don't have room to give up to Christmas items. Another thing that needs decluttered post-holidays would be Christmas cards. And I know a lot of people are sentimental with these. So my tip for this would be If you store them on a ring and you just hole punch each card, you can flip through them year after year and see how people have grown. So you can just store those where you store your Christmas items, or you could also take a like a big picture of the wall or the space where you store them and keep that photo in your yearly scrapbook. I've talked before how I put together a Shutterfly scrapbook for my family each year, and in the Christmas section, maybe I could have a picture of all my Christmas cards for that year, and that way they're just condensed within the scrapbook which it would be helpful. But just remember, if you do choose to keep the cards, ask yourself, are you really planning on going back and looking through them? Have you done that before in the past? Do you look at them every year? If not, it's probably time to part ways. It's so wonderful to be thought of, to be sent Christmas cards each year, but they have brought a little bit of Christmas magic into your house, and now it's time to part ways. I know that sounds really extreme, but some people really love their Christmas cards. And there are a handful that I have kept. I will be honest. I keep the ones from my parents every year. My last tip focuses on old toys. This is an area where you can definitely involve the kids. So first of all, what toys do you have that are broken or have missing pieces? There's no sense in keeping these ones if they're only taking up room in the toy box or on the shelf. Next, ask your kids what they play with. Actually, you could kind of do this as an experiment, and I did it myself. On Christmas Eve, I gave Charlotte a cardboard box, and I told her to remove anything from her room that she didn't want to play with anymore. I was kind of worried, but I wanted to see what would happen. 20 minutes later, she pushed a box out into the living room, and she actually filled it up. And I really, like I said, I couldn't believe it. I don't think that this would necessarily work with every child, but I explained to her prior to giving her the box that she'd be getting new presents that night. Um, We do gift giving with uh, my husband's family on Christmas Eve. So I told her you'd be receiving new presents that night. And of course, on Christmas, she'd be getting presents as well. And so I told her that it'd be great if she could donate some of her toys to children that may not have any, or that were just looking for something that she may have, but doesn't want anymore. So I would say if your child is struggling with this or isn't old enough to quite help yet, just go through and really be honest about what they do and don't play with. 
If it is something you might want to use and save for a future child, then I'd say hold off on purging. However, if you don't plan on having any more children, as Marie Kondo would say, thank the item for its service and just get rid of it. All right, I wanted to end the show by touching on what to do with those gifts you've received that you may not have asked for. So we all have the one relative or two that desires to buy us off the list or to come up with their own creative gift, and you are not alone as I found this to be somewhat of a struggle this Christmas. And I will say it's hard to say that without coming across as ungrateful or bratty. However, it can be really difficult when you're striving for a minimalist lifestyle and and receive a lot more than you intended on bringing into your home. So for certain toys, I do think it's completely acceptable to ask for a receipt to return the item. And I have an example for you. For example, Martin received a basketball hoop that he already has, so I don't feel guilty asking to replace it with something else. The same thing happened with Charlotte this year. She received a red sweater dress, and she already owns one. She was actually wearing it on Christmas Eve, and I don't find it difficult to ask for the receipt because there's no sense in my children having the same item, especially if people can see or are aware that that item already exists in our house. That said, it does get tricky when it's an item that you just don't want. You don't want for you personally, or you don't want your children to have. And some people may find it offensive if you were to ask for the receipt. So one, if you have their email address, you can typically return things on Amazon if that's where it's from. I, I think that that's all that you need. You might have to double check me on this, but I think that I've done that in the past and it's worked out well. Two, Target will typically return items without a receipt for in-store credit, but we also don't want to get into the habit of just returning things to Target if they didn't come from Target. I sometimes will go on Target.com and look to see if they have the item and then I'll take it back and they'll return it for in-store credit. And three, if you can't figure out either of those possibilities, it's time to either sell it yourself on Facebook Marketplace or go ahead and donate that. I wanted to end this little bit about returning gifts by saying that I never think it's the gift giver's intent to step on our toes in our minimalist pursuits. I know that for my family, we just have some people that absolutely love to be generous and to bless us with gifts. And that is a wonderful thing, but I do understand that it can be really frustrating when you're just kind of trying to cultivate your space how you want it and how your family has agreed to move forward with your foundation of minimalism or just living with less. So I don't think that these individuals have negative intent towards me or you. It just is the way that they love you. I think at the end of the day, we just have to give people grace and understand that they're going to show love differently than we may. And if we can't figure out ways to return things, then just sell on Facebook Marketplace or donate. So this pretty much wraps up my episode. I don't think I've done an episode by myself really all year long. So I hope that you all enjoyed this. I hope that you were able to start decluttering your homes. Hopefully you've already started a little bit. I hope you're able to find some benefit in some of these tips. And I look forward to new episodes in 2020. Thanks for listening and have a happy new year.